Hey everyone, and welcome back. Today we are continuing to dish with my girlfriend, Valentine Adams. We reminisce about all the trouble we used to get into when we first started drag, and we also talk about some Chicago drag legends that inspired our careers. This show is full of Chicago love, and probably one of my favorite What Are You Wearings thus far. I cannot wait for you to hear it. Stay tuned. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. So what are we getting into today? Hi, Shay. It was so fun to catch up with you and Valentine on Monday. It was great to talk top model, but honestly, like seeing you both together on the screen just made me very nostalgic for Chicago drag. It like took me back to when I used to be a big old mess watching you guys on the stage throwing dollar bills at you. Oh my God. Honestly, Valentine and I genuinely do go way, way back. It's always so much fun to catch up with her. And I'm excited to do some reminiscing with her today. So let's get this show started. Without further ado, let's welcome back to the show, my girl, Valentine Adams. Holy, how's everything going? Oh my god. No talk. I, right? I know, I know. It's crazy. Like we have known each other so long. I, I I met you literally my second night out in Chicago, ever, ever, ever doing I, drag. I like vivid re- vividly remember what you were wearing. You had this like silver. It was a sleeveless, I want to say, like, corset thing. Uh-huh. Maybe just, like, underwear? Maybe just, like, a little black underwear, maybe? It was, like, a little pencil skirt. It actually, oh, pencil it, skirt, it was, okay. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing was a dress. Yes. Yeah. And then you had, like, um, I can't remember if it was blonde or silver hair. It was, just, like, like really platinum blonde. Long yeah, hair. Uh-huh. And pla- yes, and then either, pla- you had, like, no eyebrows, right? Yeah, no eyebrows. You were, and I was just sort of like, who is this beauty? I remember (laughs) just being like, this jawline, these lips is like, oh my God, like she's so gorgeous. Like it was so good. And I think I I was like in a show at Berlin that night. Yeah. Just there after. Yeah, I was just there. It was just like my second time just like going out. So like people were like, yeah, if you want to be noticed, you have to like put on looks and go out. And, uh, yeah, because, you know, this is before Instagram where you could just, like, you know, just be putting on looks in the house. You really had to go and let people see you. You stood Um, out to me. Yeah, and so, and I remember just being like, God, I must look so crazy. I was like, I have no eyebrows. I've never done this before. And you, like, walked up to me and you were like, I just love your look tonight. And that honestly changed my whole vibe for the rest of the night because I was, like, really insecure up until that point. I was just like, oh, my God. Okay, well. <laughs> I, I mean, was like, I like her. Like, absolutely. It's like, that's always a feeling, especially when you're, like, a new environment for someone to just, like, come up to you and just be like, I love your look. And I'm totally the kind of girl to be like, when I like something, I will compliment, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I will always, like, 
I'm the kind of person to on a street on a street to tell someone like I love your look today, you know, yeah. like and yeah. just keep walking, just keep walking, yeah. not stop, uh-huh. like, but you know, like I yeah, especially you got to give people their flowers t- exactly, uh-huh. especially when you can tell someone's like still new to a game, yeah. like it's always they, it makes you feel good because I know what it feels like, you know, shit, yeah, but yeah, I have such a vivid memory of like meeting you, yes, and then okay. you know. Do you um, remember our first show together? Oh, I mean, they also blur in. There's been so many. Do you remember which one was our first show together? I actually want to say there was a Stardust um, at Berlin um, was our first one together. Oh my God, I forgot about Stardust. I did when you said that. It's like, wow. Ooh. I forgot all about that. A bunch of Thursday nights I'll never remember. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Stardust. Like, wait, wait, okay, but like, which Stardust was it? It was it. Was it not the Man of Lepore one? No, right? No, I want to say it was um, Lady Starlight. Um, oh my god lady gaga's old uh like partner (laughs) dj yeah yes oh Uh, my god oh but oh my god that was so that was such a long that was long ago i remember that i and i remember i i wore my first amazon wig um to that gig because girl you know we used to be running in the streets at some amazon cosplay was it it wasn't your like baby pink one was it um, it was, it was that baby. Yes. With, the bang. Yeah. with the bang, yeah, with the bang, yes. with the bang, bang. It, it was two stacked wigs, right? It was yeah. two stacked wigs. <laughs> My Instagram just reminded me, I have a photo of all three of us together from in you in that dusty pink wig. And it wow. reminded me of, we took that photo eight years ago. I, and then, oh, yeah. like, was, is it, is, aren't you in your like white and black, like, um, like it was like a blazer. It was like a really tight leather blazer, right? Yes, with so like that, big shoulders. Yes, that leather blazer. I actually realized because I had never seen the movie until recently. But um, Marissa Tomei wears the exact same one in My Cousin Vinny. Oh, I've never and seen like, that. I didn't even watch that. Yeah, I was watching my cousin video. I was just so like, oh my god, bitch, that's my little like white and black leather blazer. And like, of course, she's like so she's just so Marissa Tomei in it. Do you I still live. have that blazer? I do. I, I mean, do. that blazer is is almost timeless. It's yeah. so iconic, you know. Yeah, like, I don't you know. Just, like, add a couple more stones to it and things right. like that as you go. Like she's just bad. She's bad. A little leather and, and it a little fit you suede. So well, and cinched you right in the waist. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ooh, God, eighties. We got a lot. We gotta give it For up. Real. Eighties fashion. For real, just a little thong under it. Oh my it. God! Look. Oh my goodness. Here's the picture of you guys together. <laughs> I remember oh my this. God. At Berlin. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I remember I would spray the roots dark on my little uh, Amazon wigs because I was like, it makes it look more natural. Natural? Yes. With like a dark brown. Yeah. Yeah. Because clearly my hair is not pink. So I would have some roots. <laughs> oh, my Gotta God. Mix I it love up that. too. I have that photo saved also on my Instagram. I think it's on my Instagram too. <laughs> That is so funny. Um, the, the, the filter, the filter. Oh my God, the filter. Like the OG Instagram filters where you really thought that it was part of the process of uploading to Instagram to put it through one of those filters. <laughs> With oh the God. borders. Oh my God, the borders always. Oh, 
That was like, I love the curve. I love the curved border. I love the curved border. <laughs> so vintage. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love a vignette. A little vintage vignette. Gorge. Um, I, I, okay. So I, I was just thinking, do you have a favorite number from like back in the old days that you'd perform? Cause I know I have a few. Of yours or of mine? Oh, of yours, because I have mine. I think, like, okay, so um, one that for me that like really changed my game was there was a a, there was a night at Berlin where they had like the 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 runway put out. Uh huh. And I was wearing just like a red. It was like blood red with like white lace, little like onesie Mm -hmm. um, that was like deep V. So it was like also the person that I was like. I'm going to show so much body. And uh-huh. It's like this little, little like tool thing. And I think I did. Um, oh, what was the song? Oh, my God. Oh, I can't think of it. But it was just sort of like one of those moments where I was like, I'm going to go on stage. And because there's that runway, I'm going to get walk onto the stage get on the ground and never stand up again and just roll <laughs> around the entire time. And so that one to me was like the thing that like changed the game for me, for me, where I was like, oh, this is, this is what I'm doing here. Like I am, I'm here to roll around like a slut. And like <laughs> even having, like, I remember one time Vixen one time came up to me and was like, you know, when I first started doing drag, I came and I saw this one number you did where you're wearing this like lead, red little lady and you were rolling around <laughs> on the ground. And she's like, and that made me feel like I can do whatever the fuck I want. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, true, because like that was like very much so part of the Valentine brand for the longest. Everyone was just like, like if there was a, a category that Valentine would do at the ball, it would be floor work. <laughs> floor work, exactly. Valentine <laughs> yeah, like was always just work. Yeah. rolling around, just always just rolling around on the floor. We were like, yes, sexy. girl. Yeah, sexy. like don't, yeah. don't be positioned like at the back of the bar away from the stage because you won't you see her. You're not going to be able to see her. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many videos of me from like people from behind where they're just seeing like the edge of my feet just cressing <laughs> over the, the crowd. <laughs> Because I'm on the ground. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I okay, so I know that one of my favorites was um you doing um Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, the pussy real good. That I mean, that one's still in rotation. You know, yeah. like that one will never, never be in rotation. And to the point where like I did it at like uh um at a uh this like um day of the dead show recently uh-huh. at the mexican museum of art of mexican art in chicago and did not realize that it was an entire like all ages family show and like already had the number was already on stage rolling around like a slut <laughs> she's like letting the kids know she's and like pussy pay my bills. bills right and of course you know because like all mexicans everyone was like <gasps> <laughs> All the kids, they were just like the, the kids didn't even understand what the song was about. But right? They were just like loving the Catwoman. Yes. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Your Catwoman <laughs> fantasy all... is so good. That lives in my mind. I made that free. was that was like one of my first outfits I ever made, like handmade yeah. and everything, and so stitched the whole all of it, like because I was such a fan of that that character as a kid that I was always that like. I'm never going to do this until I can make this and make it right. Like, I'm yeah. not going to just, like, half-ass a Catwoman costume, yeah. you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this by by hand and 
you know, it's still, I still have it. I, I should remake it uh, now that it's like getting a little busted here and there. But, you know, maybe I can do it towards the end of the movie where she's all busted looking yeah. at me. <laughs> right? How could you? I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. For- <laughs> Just oh my God. fully. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk more about some Chicago drag teams. We are back with my girl Valentine talking about Chicago drag. And it's honestly just so crazy to see how much the scene has changed in the 10 years oh of my drag. God, for real. And we have been participating in Chicago. It's just absolutely wild. So um, who are some of the first queens in Chicago drag that you looked up to? Um, it, I don't know if it was necessarily that I like looked up to them. It was just more of the girls that like helped blossom you know like my uh-huh. my um and it was definitely like the original uh drag matinee which is like the house of santana mm-hmm. um but just because like when i started when i you know became of age in chicago and even prior when i was like 16 going to bars and stuff like that like the chicago scene was either pageant or you know like for lack of a better term fish you know like mm-hmm. it was like either mm-hmm. you had to look because we had icons like dita ritz you know mm-hmm. who was like beautiful gorgeous like she was already working oil and then we had, ole legs yeah and then we had you know like even fifi o'hara when she was still phoenix o'hara she was uh-huh. very pageanty you know yeah. these girls that um you just saw sort of saw around and so mm-hmm. it's just like there wasn't a place for that in my for or for like what i wanted to do let's say uh-huh um until the girls at Berlin started their show where it was, it was primarily like goth girls. And then Shalice, uh-huh. who of course I was like, yeah, Shalice, like, <laughs> who is still my sister to this day. But and so like, it, it was, it's more of like, I have like uh, extended drag aunt, aunts, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. who helped sort of blossom it, you know, like, and then yeah. at, at a certain point, then it became this thing where like, you know, we became friends. We started cr- collecting our own, Sort of as opposed to people we looked up to who are older than us, we were friends that we looked up to because we were uh, trying to impress each other with our looks and outdo each other in Uh not even like a competitive way because we were trying to like just like always stunt for each other, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. Which I think that was like a really great sort of moment for us to blossom in, Mm -hmm. you know? Because we didn't Mm -hmm. have these like elders necessarily to look up to. There were. But we weren't, we didn't have like drag moms necessarily, yeah. you know. Didn't have, yeah, no, we really didn't have drag moms. We really just kind of had like a drag sisterhood where yeah. we were just all trying to like combine our different skill sets to like learn from one another. From, exactly. And that, and that was like a, and that was what was so pure about that time. I remember um, Anastasia. Um, Santana. She, yep. Yeah, Anastasia Santana was actually the first drag queen that I ever met. This was, I was uh, shopping, um, like, one time when I came up to the city when I was, like, 17. And I went to, like, uh, Beatniks. um, And she was working there and, like, was talking about how she did drag uh, at night. And she, like, showed me a picture of herself as Anastasia. And I remember, and my fucking... I could have choked myself with my H&M piano key <laughs> scarf. Like, I just remember, I was like, 
what? And then like to uh, like, you know, later on go through school and then be of age to like go to the bars and then see, you know, House of Santana at Berlin as well as, um, you know, the girls at Spin because it was like, because uh, you had like the the goth girls over at Berlin, but then at yep. Spin, you know, you had the like banshee black divas that mm-hmm. were Dita Ritz and Saya Naomi and Precious Jewel, now Precious Davis. Yeah. Oh my, and Precious, her and I were in dance class together at Columbia. And so there'd be times where she would be coming to class at like 9 a.m., like after the gig, like still kind of like in her drag. Uh-huh. And I remember just always being like, I need to become a part of this. <laughs> so, like, this life is the life for me. Right. Um, and so it really was, like, a lot of those 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 queens who I was seeing, like, from the peripheral um, before I started to actually do drag. And then once, you know, I got my feet wet, it, was, it just felt like we kind of collectively found friends with, like, similar and, like, also very, like, different styles. But we were like, this is kind of cool because we can all really learn from each other, you know? Absolutely. I mean, that I think that's what put Chicago sort of on the map was that like the girls who were sort of making names for themselves and changing the game, we were all so different. We were all so different, but somehow fit in this universe so well together, you know, mm-hmm. like it was very like a cartoon of superheroes, you know, where like different powers, <laughs> yeah. but makes sense that they're in the same group, you know, like. Yeah, very Captain Planet of drag. Very that, very that. <laughs> that is so a perfect way to describe you and like your your drag click at that time when you guys were coming up because you guys really all did serve something so unique and so different and it was so fun to watch you guys all blossom and grow up together yeah because it was like myself it was you we had kim chi pearl martha mastodon who later on became ivory you know martha um... mastodon (laughs) yes Girl, those were the times. Those were the times. Not Martha, yeah. Yes. And then uh, we were all in uh, Most Wanted at mm-hmm. uh, a Scarlet. And that was kind of what, like, started, because that was, like, Monday nights once a month. And then, like, it was just all, really, all of us coming together, doing our different things. And this tiny, tiny, tiny little bar that is Scarlet uh-huh. is literally a hallway. Where we had to we had to walk through the crowd to get to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Unless or you wanted to go around, around that alley. Back, right. And then half the time it was so hot or so cold that you'd be like, fuck it, I'm walking through the crowd. I'll like, walk it through the crowd. Oh my great. goodness. And then we would all come together and get like painted together before the mm-hmm. show, which was always like really fun to do, you know, as Or the amount of like hours that we would sit together in like yours or Kim's well, you typically your apartment, um, stoning things for uh-huh. days. For days, days for one for one look that we wore once. Yeah. You know, because it was two grand to wear it very often, you know? Oh my like, God, yeah. Uh-huh. Especially when you're like starting off. It's like every other time you see me in like a high-waisted pencil skirt and then that one time you see me in this like extra-crusted right. diamond thing, you know? Yes, and then always, you know, it would be like this show of choice to put on in the background while we were doing these things would be either America's Next Top Model yes. or Project Runway or Kim Chi's favorite, Burlesque, starring Christina Aguilera <laughs> and Cher. <laughs> burlesque yeah oh my gosh and um now it's funny because like we were talking about uh a a pageant drag and how that was really um at the helm of what chicago drag was because 
of iconic places like the um, Bataan Lounge and mm-hmm. the Continental Pageant that comes through Chicago every year. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of the queens that were fixtures through there also um, later on became um, great teachers for me in my drag. Um, people like Kelly Lauren, um, mm. um, Mercedes Tyler, Mimi Marks. Yeah. Um, um, those women, um, and for our listeners, I think it's important to say that these trans women were really, 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 really important and also teaching me a lot about just the art of drag and being a showgirl and how to do really impressive changes in a short amount of time. Because, like, I mean, I was always impressed watching, like, Kelly Lauren, like, style her hair in between numbers. Like, we'd all be, like, throwing on wigs, like, toss off a wig, throw on a wig, and Kelly would, like, do, like, a French roll with, like, a bump up one number, come down, take it down, restyle Uh it, blow it out, throw, like, a little, like, a little half wig on there, and then pull the wig out, the bang out, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. just, like, watching her do that magic was always just so unbelievable. Okay, first of all, the amount of times that I have seen Lila Starr get ready in 10 (laughs) minutes, and... And look better than all of us in yeah. the green room. And you're yeah. just like, fuck you, bitch. Like, <laughs> and it's so crazy, too, because, like, we're all, like, sweating, trying to, like, put on our stuff, like, over our tights and this wig and stuff. And Lila will be sitting there completely naked, okay? Taking, <laughs> like, taking nine minutes and 30 seconds of that 10 minutes to, like, gel down her baby hairs on the wig perfectly. Uh And then in that last 30 seconds, she just, like, steps into, like, the littlest little slip or just puts on pasties and a fur. I was gonna say, yeah, get the glue out, yeah. (laughs) And then she's like, all right, mama, let's go. Uh Uh (laughs) Or I've seen her do numbers where, like, the song has started, but she knows how long the intro is that she can she can take her time. Yeah, she's gonna walk on stage the perfect moment in the perfect <laughs> moment <laughs> where everyone is just gonna gas gas. That was that was I was gonna say too. A lot of the the first girls that I did see when I was really young, um, when I was sneaking out of my parents' house and like going to clubs, were a lot of the underage like Latin clubs on the south side. Uh-huh. And so there were a lot of these like trans icons who I never I never knew. I never, you know, got to know because I was so young and then, you know, started going to Berlin where they unfortunately weren't working. So I got to meet a lot of them as I got older, you know, like um, the girls that you were like saying, you know. Yeah. And so like, I mean, we're in this pretty drag obsessed world. So I feel like it's probably safe to say that we're in one of the best cities for drag in the world. What are your thoughts on the Chicago drag scene right now? As someone who has, like, seen it go through so many changes, just, like, such a really crazy shift in the past decade. I mean, I don't even know where it is right now, to be honest. I think there's just, like, so much going on that I'm like, what even is the Chicago drag scene anymore, you know? Yeah. (laughs) There's just, like, so much going on. I think that it's, like, it's a great place it's a great place to do drag. Is it too, is there too many drag queens? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> well, can you name them all? That, that would be Absolutely a- fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> can you name them all? Can you name them all? Yeah. I want government, government names, mommy. <laughs> uh, I bet you kimchi could. <laughs> I bet you kimchi. Kimchi has receipts for everything too. First and last name and birthday. Like I, how Kim has room in her brain for all of that information, always stored so accurately, is beyond me. Right, right. I think that I think that Chicago scene is still really great for just doing what you want to do. You know, there's not 
the game has changed in Chicago where, especially because of doing like the world's worst drag show that we sort of started doing. Uh It's like, you really can't just do whatever you want. And as long as you're selling it, Uh people are going to love it. People are going to love it. You know? Like, as long as you're, you're committed and you know you have just like a good point of view on like your work and how you want to like you know have it come across to people yeah it's just like yeah. chicago the 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 market the the community they're down they mm-hmm. love to see drag like yeah. like really 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 do love to see drag and that's what absolutely they really about do it so much and um i feel like it's been really interesting to see um, how Chicago drag has really been um, represented in the media um, these past couple of years. I just feel like Chicago has kind of gotten out there as being like a scene to really look out for. Like people have moved here from like even larger cities because they're all like, hey, I'm moving here for the drag. And I think that there's like something really cool about that because like i mean when we first started out like i i would have imagined someone being like oh yeah i moved here to chicago for the drag for the drag right yeah right right that is i mean especially especially because like we really had to like make our own spaces for a while there yeah you know Mm -hmm. and like now it's just like no you come here because this is where you want to do it you know like and weirdly enough like from what i've heard from so many people i've met Chicago drag is not expensive in Chicago. Like buying shit is not expensive. Uh, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. That we have part. all those wholesale stores. We have yeah. so much fabric store. We have the twenty one twenty one on the south side. You know, like hey. well, like you go to New York and that shit is how expensive. You go to LA, that shit is how expensive. You go to other small cities, they're nowhere to be found. Wig stores and you know, like or there's the one so they can mark out right. everything. You know, like but we here we have so many so many but. i think that's probably like a major reason why i'm still here in chicago because you can still ball on a budget okay mm-hmm. like my cost of living has in the past like since going on drag race like my rent like my cost of living has gone up by a thousand dollars and that's only because like i have like an extra room for the drag you know and that's over the course right. of five years okay right, 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 right. like you just really can't beat that. You can't get right. that anywhere else. And that sounds like a lot of money, but it's really not for like having your own place with like I'm assuming more than one bedroom. You know, uh-huh. like, yeah. It's so not like, a lot. You know, right. and, and you're literally sitting in a closet right now that I'm watching and looking at and being like, "Wow, that's as big right. as my bedroom." You know, like, <laughs> yeah. So you you can make it happen here in Chicago. Chicago's where dreams come true. Absolutely. Um, okay, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will play my favorite game called What Are You Wearing? We'll be back. Oh. All right, we are back. Now, Valentine, here at Wanna Be On Top, we like to play this little game called What Are You Wearing? How this works is we are going to give you a scenario, and you are allowed to pull anything you want from the pages of Vogue magazine to the clearance bin at Goodwill to imaginary pieces you see in your mind, all to create an iconic look for this hypothetical scenario. I mean, I know that you can handle this because I'm pretty sure we've done this before, but <laughs> Valentine, do you think right, you can right, handle right. it? <laughs> I don't know. I've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just an innocent little girl. <laughs> yeah, Take yeah, a deep right. breath 
it's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, you know what? Only because we've actually, this is like basically a what are you wearing scenario that uh, we've talked about years ago and I just remembered it. So I'm going to like, I just want you to talk about it here on the podcast. I know what okay. you're going to say. <laughs> so... Um, let's say we are re-entering the world. Um, you know, you have come back after, um, COVID and you are getting married. This is your wedding. No one has seen you. Okay. Since the pandemic has started, paint the scene for us, Valentine. What is your wedding? What so are first you of all, mm-hmm. everyone is coming to the wedding dressed in, uh, pas- uh pastels. Uh-huh. Head to toe pastel. You have to pick one pastel. You can. It has to be head to toe that yes. shade of pastel. So let's start there. Then you show up at this beautiful, beautiful Catholic cathedral because, of course, I'm Mexican and I'm Catholic. It has to be in a Catholic cathedral. Yes. We are going to paint the entire wedding, the entire inside of the cathedral, white, head to floor. That's the ceiling. Yes. There's mm-hmm. going to be a beautiful white casket with lavender hair cascading out of it, going for miles. <laughs> And then as the wedding starts, I'm going to raise from the dead and everyone at the same time is going to gasp. If everyone, in the, if, if, not, if everyone doesn't gasp at once, we're going to redo it. We're going to redo it. Everyone's a gasp. I expect everyone in the front row to not gasp and just be standing up and waving their no, their one finger like, no, no. As I raise up, <laughs> I then step out of the, <laughs> the casket. I am wearing, it is just like a white lace, uh, um, just like bodysuit, full uh-huh. bodysuit with a mm-hmm. giant 80 sleeves. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> sleeve you know no, 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 uh, no. what it was it was just sleeves and just white lace on my titties and my coochie yes that's yes. what it was, that's what it was. <laughs> how, could I, how could i forget how could i forget <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone is still gasping mm-hmm. <laughs> and that would be it that would be my wedding <laughs> yes ah uh, what are you gonna wear to the wedding shay um okay what color? so i'm going to wear lavender to pay homage to the bride thank you thank you um you would be in the wedding you would be in the yes okay so i'm imagining like a lavender um the designer robert Wood, um like very just ethereal pleated beautiful just kind of like seam lines cutouts gorgeous and then um yeah i'm okay so and then my hair would be in like a real just like tight 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 um, lavender, like, like regular, like bluish lavender with like yeah, yes, yes. white, a white, like one white, white lavender streak going up into a bun that is like really tight with one of those sculptural kind of like Japanese, like pieces of hair that's like cut yes. at an angle. Yes. That's, that's what I'm wearing. Ooh, with like one white baby hair. <gasps> yes. Yes. That goes all the way down to my clavicle. <laughs> I, absolutely i do I, it's like every bridesmaid has to have one baby hair because it's my wedding obviously. yes yes with right. like pearls mm-hmm. absolutely because then at the at the at the party i expect everyone to wear black 
which yes. I'm going to only wear my black hair, baby hair down all yes. the way down my body <laughs> and nothing else, <laughs> nothing else. Or, or maybe like a thigh high, you know, platinum black pump, you know, like performance pump. Of a yes. Performance pump. <laughs> the performance pump to your reception is perfect. Yeah, to my reception. <laughs> yes. Mexico, what would you, what would you wear to my well, I've already decided that I would probably, after hearing that you need people to gasp, I would also produce your wedding. So I would probably wear like a, just like a lavender suit to of course pay homage to the bride. Yeah, right, and I would right. hold a, a sign on the side that would say gasp. <laughs> I would just gasp. keep lifting it up for you whenever you wanted people to gasp. We would have like scripted gasps. So when you rose, I would like lift up and be like. Yeah, right, right. Well, I need a sign that says big gasp and then little gasp <laughs> for every step. Okay. Yeah, little gas for every step that I take. Everyone's like, oh, 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 oh. oh. Yeah. I, can, I can make cards. I'll have options yeah. for sure. And but, I need you to have a matching lavender headset with a la- matching mic so you can keep exactly. Me to you. Why was the I team. imagining Jennifer Lopez in the wedding planner like that? Very that to you. Yeah, but it's all lavender. Yeah, all lavender. I love but that. But still with the wig, still with that very early 2000s Jennifer Lopez Jennifer with like the caramel highlights, <laughs> sit apart, bust da- back to like the ponytail, low pony. Yes. Okay. She's business. Business. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I'll wear a wig too. I mean, it is your wedding. I mean, it is my wedding. Would I yeah. also oh, need a baby like hair all the way down to my clavicle or? Oh, it's it. it it contour it it, it guy it follows the line of the mic so when you don't yeah, have that's the mic like- <laughs> down you don't have the mic down it still looks like you have a mic <laughs> we should just actually like get like a theater mic and make my baby hair the mic period like paint over the cord so yeah this, this is why you're producing the wedding this is why <laughs> yes <laughs> production value would be key we live uh, that was fantastic i think we used to you talk know, about that all the time i know <laughs> this fake wedding and it was like before i had a before i had a partner so everyone would be like and who you're getting married to and i'd be like you're not listening <laughs> it's about me it's not about me yeah. we'll figure that out when we need to later this is about my entrance <laughs> exactly you and don't even the, need and, somebody else right and the universal gasp that is happening yes <laughs> and, and finger wags and <laughs> finger wags I love that that's the people's question it's like who are you marrying like bitch I'm coming out of a casket why are you concerned like, like you were yeah. obviously not listening yeah like, you were paying attention to the, to the concept here it's like yeah the- I want people wagging their fingers in the front but wagging handkerchiefs in the back Oh, the other thing, too, is, like, I want people before the wedding to be talking about, like, oh, yeah, she died. She told me she's dead. She, yeah. She- <laughs> <laughs> I look, I literally just got a text from her that said, uh-huh. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Come, come, come to come the wedding. Come to my... <laughs> it would be like a flash mob. We would have little people throughout the audience that would just get, like, text message alerts that said, she's dead. And everybody could just uh-huh. whispering. Like, <gasps> oh, my God, she's dead? Party. She's dead? Oh, Oh, my God, yes. And then that's when the spotlight comes up on the lavender hair, and then we follow it until we see the, the casket the be rolled out. And then that's when the top spot comes down on the casket, and then someone opens it, and that's the first right. gasp. Right. You realize that all of the draped fabric is actually hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So as I walk back, it pulls everything, releasing <gasps> glitter and sparkle. Yes, yes. And doves and lavender doves. <laughs> yes, it's it's giving me like the cell kind of. Absolutely, you, you know? know exactly what reference I was thinking. When the when like, all that fabric is yes. pulled, yes, exactly. <laughs> There also should be a camera above the casket looking down, projected <laughs> on the screen. Yeah. Very top model, very top yes. model. I'm very de- seven deadly skins. Yes. Deadly yeah. sins, yes. Top model, absolutely, in the casket, absolutely. It's oh like, my well, goodness. I guess we have to we have to do, make this happen for, for the fans. For the fans, because who else will we do it for? Yeah, comment down 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 here if you want us to make yeah. this happen. Send us yes, yeah, send us an email to be oh, yes, on top pod at gmail.com if yeah, you yeah, would yeah. like to see us produce Valentine's wedding. And if you would uh, like to come to the wedding, uh my Venmo's down here too. Yeah. It's a $10 cover. It's a $10 cover. But if you come before yes. 10, it's only 7. <laughs> yeah, come before 10, drinks are free. Yeah. Oh my god! The official drink of your wedding is Berlin bombs. Berlin bombs. I mean, I keep, sponsored by Red Bull. I'm jo- right. Everyone keeps thinking, or Roaring Lion is what it used to be. <laughs> Man. Uh, I keep joking that I'm like, as soon as Berlin opens, I'm going to just come with the largest cup and be like, just fill it up with Berlin bombs. Just I want to get <laughs> just get drunk on Berlin bombs. <laughs> Disgusting. Ooh, oh my gosh! That is all the time that we have for today, Valentine. Thank you so much for stopping by and catching up with us. It honestly has been just such a treat. It's been so much fun. And oh my god, please, Thank please, you. yes, yes, I miss you so much. And can you please uh, tell everybody where they can find you online? Yeah, you can find me at Valentine Adams. That's with two D's, and uh, that is on. Twitter that is on uh, um, Instagram. I think I have a YouTube too. You can follow. You can even follow me on Spotify. I have really good playlists. Go on. Um, yeah, for real. You can find me. I'm on. I'm everywhere. That's what's up. Well, thank you so much. We will be back on Monday, continuing our journey through America's Next Top Model, Cycle 3. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell and me our guests or you just want to say hi you can send us an email to be on top pod at gmail.com remember to subscribe to want to be on top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show it helps us grow i'm shay coulet and i'm max waspazito and as always the question remains want to be, be on top, top? Want to Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Want to be on top? Forever. Dog. To listen to Want to Be On Top? ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, 
Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 